Guys, December 2nd, it is coming. Wreck the Halls. Heartland Championship Wrestling is bringing you a showcase of some of the most elite wrestlers in the Midwest. It is going to be a blast. You are going to have some of the greatest wrestlers going against each other. In fact, we have got one with us right now. Let me do a little promo for the show, and then we will introduce him and get a few tidbits, a few sound bites from him, and, and just get to hear some of his thoughts about this upcoming event. So like I said, that is Wreck the Halls. It's going to be on December 2nd at the Osage Recreational Center in Wichita, Kansas. Doors are going to open at 5 p.m., and that bell rings at 6. Make sure you're following HCW on all the socials to stay up to date, match announcements, all the great stuff. In fact, some of the things that you'll see on there, some big news that we wanted to highlight for them, is December 2nd, they have a toy drive coming up. So when you're at Wreck the Halls, one of the cool things you can participate in is a toy drive. And you're going to get a chance, if anybody that donates a toy has a chance to win a children's replica Heartland Championship title. It's going to be so cool. Uh, but it's uh. absolutely free. Chance to win that just by donating a toy. So it's a big toy drive, big toy collection. Uh, I'm not sure uh, who they're partnering. I, I'm not sure who they're partnering with, but obviously those toys are going to needy kids in the community. Um, and and HCW always loves partnering in that way. Uh, another thing you'll want to keep your eye out for is Friday, December 1st, you can actually catch the wonderful crew uh, of Heartland Championship Wrestling, that wonderful leadership of Billy and Daniel. They are going to be on Good Day Kansas on KSN on Friday morning, uh, December 1st. I don't know what time, uh, but jump on their socials. You can see all the details there. Uh, make sure you tune into that. It's going to be so cool to see them talking about upcoming shows, talking about just all the hype. I mean, Man, HCW has made a big splash there in Osage. They've been killing it up in Leavenworth at the local. Like, you cannot miss with HCW. Now, like I said, a little bit of hype on that, but we have a special guest today. Let me tell you, HCW, phenomenal. But HCW is led by a particular man named Billy Simmons, who, who I love very dearly, but I have my own personal beef with at time. You know, I've suffered under the hands, under the, the oppressive hands of Billy Simmons at time. And we have one, uh, one wrestler by the name of Red James with us today. And let me tell you, if anybody knows what it's like to be under the oppressive thumb of Billy Simmons, it is Red James. So welcome, Red James. We're glad to have you, man. Thanks for being here, dude. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thank you for having me, Billy, Bobby, and uh, JD. Sorry, I said Billy, because I got that butthole on my brain now since you mentioned his I name. I get it. I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> but uh, for having me, uh, th uh, if it's the replica that I'm thinking of, uh, if I've seen it, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. That replica that they're giving away is awesome. It's totally That's awesome. So cool. I, I, if, it, if it is what I'm thinking of, if it is, I'm totally wrong. It's crap. It's cheap. I don't know. But if it, <laughs> if it is the one that I'm thinking of, it is, it is immaculate. And, it is the uh, one you're thinking of. It's the heavier one. Oh yeah, it's a heavier one. Okay, yeah. it's it's immaculate. It's that's it's amazing. And uh, some kid is gonna because I know plenty of the boys and girls in the back have tried to run off with it, and uh, <laughs> so it's it's immaculate. Any anyone, not just a child, anyone would be uh, 
honored to win that. It is totally awesome. I can't, uh, that's one and thing that I was, go ahead. I was going to say, every, everyone's got the shot to do it. All you got to do is bring a toy with you to the Wreck the Halls event there on December 2nd. Uh, when you come to the show, bring that toy. You're going to be entered in. And I, I assume they're going to be giving it away that night, right? That would be my assumption. So, yeah, they'll give it away that night. If you're getting, they're doing it right before the main event. Oh, Do there I, you go. They're going to be giving it away right before the main event, just like the 50-50 raffle. That's taking that that place. Gotcha. Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I might Red, be bringing tell, us, tell us a little bit, just, just so that our listeners have a chance, tell us a little bit about yourself, how, what got you into wrestling, and ultimately where you find yourself these days, especially when it comes to uh, you and Billy. You guys seem to have a, a wonderful little feud going on here. It's not a feud. He's a, uh, he's a POS. It's not a feud. And I, I'm trying to make people realize that Billy Simmons is not a good person. He's put on a good charade for people. Uh, but what got me into wrestling was my great grandfather. Uh, he was a Ric Flair fan. So uh, I was, uh, I grew up in the, at the Ric Flair wasn't old for some reason. And Hulk Hogan was in my mind growing up. And if Ric Flair wasn't on it, on that program, we weren't allowed to watch it. So we started out watching uh, NWA and then it turned into uh, WCW. And then we watched the beginning of the Monday Monday Nitro. And then we switched over to WWF. Yeah, he- baby. Yes, sir. And then when he came back, we watched WCW again. Uh, that was like 94 and uh, so we were we were watching that, uh, but we switched back. But we weren't able to watch WWF at the time in the household that I lived in. And so I grew up on uh, like blonde-haired Sting, and then he turned Crow Sting, and then we watched uh, you know all the way. I remember very vividly watching the very last match of Monday Nitro, and it was very emotional time in my house. My grandfather, who got my great grandfather, who just got me into wrestling, had just passed away, and I watched that. Ooh. So I stopped watching wrestling until about two thousand, about two thousand four, and I picked up and started watching ROH. I didn't watch WWE Attitude, uh, the uh, uh, not Attitude Era. I didn't watch it. By the way, I had to sneak and watch it if I wanted to watch it. So I didn't watch. Too- <laughs> And uh, you then, poor thing, man. You poor thing. <laughs> although, yeah. although honestly, the WWE or the WCW Golden Era, man, that's tough to beat. Like Sting, uh, like Surfer Sting, Surfer Boy Sting was one of my favorites, man. I love Beach Boy Sting. Yeah, he was he was awesome. And then uh, uh, before uh, Lex Luger jumped to WWF and then came back, he was awesome. He was the NWA television I mean, TV champion. Yeah. He was awesome during that period. Looked awesome, and but he didn't have that baby oil on him. He just looked like a million dollars. And then whenever he got to WWF, he looked like a hundred million dollars, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I I skipped the uh, uh, the John Cena, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle. I skipped all that and started watching ROH uh, in about two thousand four. I was illegally downloading it. Uh, and I uh, got so many computer viruses on my parents. I think it was a uh, 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 Sun something, a scan. Some I can't remember the website, but we were just illegally downloading everything back then. And 
but that's where I watched, started watching wrestling again. And I got back out of it as an adult and I picked it up to watch something with my son who was growing up at the time. And I was like, Hey, my grandfather got me into watching wrestling. I can watch wrestling with my son. We picked up and, uh, uh, CM Punk speaking of CM, you know, now, but he was the heavy, he was the WWF and, uh, he had that feud with the rock and I picked back up then. And what actually got me into professional wrestling is me and my friends, we started watching all the big four pay-per-views together and we were watching a ton of wrestling. Like we were quizzing each other on what we were watching. And I mean, we were Mondays was raw Tuesdays was, uh, ROH at the time because this was pre 2016. So we were watching, uh, yeah, when we started, it was pre-2016, but this lasted until till pandemic. And I was on Facebook, and I pulled up an ad that says, you want to become a pro wrestler? I clicked on it, and it was a place down the road from my house. Uh, core Professional Wrestling was doing trainings. And at the time, sessions were $5 a session. And I remember very, very, very much going on a family vacation, leaving, to go to training for five bucks and they didn't even touch me. The ring beat the shit out of me and I was just doing flips <laughs> and everything. I, I was smoking menthol cigarettes at the time and I got back to the camp with my family and I handed my cousin the menthol cigarettes. I said, man, I'm done. There's like, what happened? I was like, I was puking green slime. They just had me hit the ropes and the ring beat me up. But uh, it was, it was right at the tail end of the pandemics when I got into wrestling. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, man, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, well, I guess we'll get to this later in sports, but definitely we got to talk about big news out of uh, the wrestling world last night. A ton of big returns uh, at, yeah. at uh, Survivor Series. That I didn't cool. even have to watch it, and I knew about all the returns. It was, Bro, it was a big deal, man. It was a big deal. On People killings. been waiting. On Killings is back. Exactly. Our truth, baby. Who we hey, were man. all waiting for, man. Our man. truth. <laughs> Orchard, two-time uh, heavyweight champion, baby. <laughs> well, hey, you're almost uh, at your. Uh, I, I believe you made a post on Facebook. You you're almost to that 100 mark, and you should beat it before January 1st. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it'll be a year and six months, January 1st, and uh, on December 30th, I'll have my 100th match uh, for Unified Wrestling Oklahoma and uh, Total go. Oklahoma. That's amazing. And, uh, That's what a grind. That's incredible. Keep up the yeah, good work, that, dude. <laughs> that was 70 matches this year. Because uh, <laughs> uh, in 2022, I only had 30 matches. So I'll... I'll <laughs> you've been busting so, your tail, you've made dude. a name for yourself. Not just the 100 matches. You've made a name for yourself. Everybody in Wichita, everybody in Leavenworth, places oh, you, that you are not you, from, they know who you are. You're a legend. In Leavenworth, it's hilarious, especially the cheese company. Like it's a, it's they hilarious. Love they love you, dude. Like you're. It's... I, love them, man. I I got a t-shirt. I, I I just watched it, and uh, but I've been wearing the t-shirt. I got the t-shirt. I still have the cookie, Heck the yeah. HCW cookie. Yeah, yeah, those were and, so uh, cool. Dude, I ate the first one though. They gave me two. I ate the first <laughs> one, and they were amazing. But yeah, they I said they were got... really good. Yeah, they were they were amazing. Shit. You know, from what Billy Simmons, every time Billy Simmons puts his input into it, 
it goes to trash and you can see it by the cards that are they're announcing because oh you know if johnny faith wasn't there would there be a title shot no he's just putting over johnny faith because he's a he's a billy simmons boy then you got all these guys at the pre-matches like uh uh uh, what's that kid's name that did the flip on me you know oh he's another billy simmons kid hadn't been in the that was his second match ever and he's doing flips and dives why is he getting a shot at me you know so so you would say he's pretty much just getting you know uh oh what would you call lackeys he's got lackeys that he's sending at you just just trying to keep you preoccupied kind of what's going on he is and then he wants to say if i win a match i'll win a match and when i just got the okay from uh, another person that's head of uh hcw but Come December 2nd, I've got my rematch finally with Johnny Faith for the Independence So Let's that, go. That text to say it's okay. Go. That's been cleared. That's been cleared. You, you, you do have the rematch. Yeah, I do have the rematch. Let's, and finally, let's go, I don't, guys. Y'all heard it right there. I don't have to face 19 other people. I don't have to have a, a pre-match show match. So I was wore out, bro. I was wore out. You know, you also you also don't have to lose a match that you didn't actually get hit in, right? Get beat in. Oh yeah, Remington yeah. Roar. Yeah, Remington I, Roar. Saying, like that's that match. There was another forty-four, a fatal four-way match that I didn't lose again. Uh, I know it was a triple threat, and uh, uh, Chance Chance Nancy Boy Kerrigan beat Cargar uh, to win that match. <laughs> And that's another guy that's one of Billy Simmons' guys that I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. Why he's on the card. And they just announced today he gets another. He gets a tag team match? Are you kidding me? Car guard? It, it sounds like to me that Billy might just be getting really creative at scheduling you in matches where he's got some way to get a handicap on you. He does. He does. And mm. so December mm. 2nd. As long as I don't have another, I probably will get put in. Oh, we know we announced this match, but we're going to do this instead too, Red. I bet you that's what's going to happen. We'll no, see, I don't man. know if you're comfortable with talking about this yet or not. Say, 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 December second comes, you win your match. Who are you calling out first? Oh, that's a great champion question. Champion versus champion, Remington Roar. Oh. Now, call- will that be a? Will that be like a winner takes both titles type of match? Like you're you're gonna wrestle for his title, he's gonna wrestle for yours. Winner takes both. Or are you just you looking to clean up second. and take titles? Yeah, let's clean up and take titles. Let's let him pick the title match. Let oh, him man. that way it's more enticing it, for him. It, it's about showcasing that you're the better wrestler and yeah. the better champion, regardless of what titles on whose shoulders. Am I right? Exactly. I've already got there it three. Is, dude. Here in Oklahoma, I need all the all of them up there in Kansas. Oh, yeah, I saw the total pool yes. of titles that you had outside your garage on your luggage. Do what? You had the the totem pole building up on your luggage bags. Of oh yeah, on your yeah it looks good. The Core Professional Wrestling Nine One Eight Championship. That's the zip code for here. They have the Nine One Eight Championship. Then uh, the Empire Pro Wrestling uh, TV Internet Champion. And then the uh, Red Dirt Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Championship. And that one I take around with me and 
challenge everybody. I just depended it down in, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, middle of nowhere, Arkansas, uh, for wrestling with pride. <laughs> nice. And, nice. uh, I think on December 9th, I'm defending it at native American wrestling in Chewy, Oklahoma. Like this place is such oh, in the boondocks. Cool. You can't throw a rock without hitting a tree. But doesn't that just fit, though, the, the name of the title? I mean, the Red Dirt Champion, you're a champion of the people. You're a champion everywhere, even on the Red Dirt. And, and man, Oklahoma's rich in that, dude. Like, what a great way to defend and you showcase that title. I love it. I need you as just my hype rack man. rack them up, man. <laughs> hey, dude, I, 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 I just – I tell you what. I, I have to admit this. I've, I've watched it for a while. Uh, you you have one of the more compelling personalities in the wrestling community. I love it. You're not afraid to 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 poke the bear. You know, Billy Billy thinking that he's the bear in this situation. Uh, but really, what it comes down to, man, is what I see in you is you have a youthful energy with a humble wisdom the way you approach wrestling. And so you like soak everything in like a sponge and then you get to work on it. I, I don't think I've seen very many people as, as disciplined and just as grind focused as you have been in this. So it's been, it's been fun to watch. So I do have to admit you, you are on the top of my list in, uh, in, uh, in, in some of the, in, in the indie circles of wrestling. So. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot. Absolutely, dude. That's why Jordan, I think, really enjoys you also. At the end of the day, anyone that talks smack to Billy is, I'm a fan. I'm always a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Billy, we haven't got along for quite a while. Uh, uh, It it goes back to whenever I first started. Uh, I seen him in a locker room, and he just didn't acknowledge me. And I don't even think he remembers that. And so, okay, here you go, Billy. William, he hates that. I found that out. He hates being called <laughs> William. So he does. Let's... He does. Call him. Call him William Joe. William Joe. He hates it. William more, Joe. The more people I know that, um, as I'm talking smack about him, I gather information and then I just message <laughs> him just randomly or I tag him on Facebook. He's like, "Hey, Dirty Willie," and then William Joe. Dirty he loves- Willie, I like that. William, oh. William Joseph. If you go like full regal on him, it, it's annoying to him. William Oops. Joseph. I'll hit him with it. I'll hit him with it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as we get done here, I'll tag. Hey, William Joseph Simmons. <laughs> Love it. Can't wait for December 2nd. It's going to be, Bro. I think it's going to be one of the best shows HGW has put on. And I think it's because of the caliber of people that they have in the matches. Honest, honest opinion. Have they announced any other match? Like, I know that there's a tag team match. Yeah, they announced that so far, and that's been it so far. But then you just announced this one, and hopefully uh, if any more comes out before that, then we can either share that on our Facebook or whatnot. But we try to share everything that they post. So, But the first thing that they've announced is the uh, tag team title match, I do believe, isn't it? Or no, that actually, no, that's not a title match. It's just a tag team match. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a tag match. It'll uh, be a good one, though. Oh yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope Billy knows what he's doing as a booker, because I I honestly don't think he does. Just <laughs> as a production guy, yeah, it's well, got production, but as they, a book, I think he's got help. The issue is 
he just doesn't know the right people to put in the right matches. Clearly, he's not giving the right guys the right shots at titles. And if he would just, it's, he's getting, I think he's getting the right people. He's just not giving the right guys the right shots. It's like you said, he's got lackeys that he's given favorite runs to, and he's treating them a little extra better. And, you know, maybe Red James needs to help begin to open the eyes of the, the wrestlers in the back that maybe have also been oppressed been, a little bit. I've been talking to uh chunk of violence or uh violence. He pause. I've been talking yeah, to him. Violence to pause. I think that, I think they're in agreement with me. I think that uh, hmm. they're, you know, uh, they come down, we train together for a day and uh, they're going, they went back up to Kansas while they were down here for um uh, uh, they were doing something and they contacted me. I don't know what, but I, I was talking to them about how Billy does stuff. And they were like, yeah, yeah. And, but I think they're too wrapped up in what, uh, Hey, there, there does seem to be a little bit of uh dissension going on in the empire right now. Uh, it's, it's a little messy. It's a little messy over there right now. However, you gotta wonder, is that because Billy's, you know, pulling some strings or, you know, is he is he causing chaos wherever he? You know, I think about it like like the NFL with Roger Goodell. You're always wondering what's that what's that dude up to, really? Like we're always suspicious of that dude. Maybe we need to be a little more suspicious of Billy. It's only a billion dollar nonprofit company. I mean, <laughs> so you, you're even wearing their uh, one of their things. Right? I mean, nonprofit. Look at us, nonprofit. Yeah, We're, nonprofit. Yeah, they make a lot of profit off of us. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I I can't wait. Uh, Johnny Faith, he get he gave me a few shots that I enjoyed, and uh, the, the wrestling, uh, you know, styles are subjective, and uh, mine's no pomp and pizzazz, and neither is uh, he did hit me with a grenade from the top rope. I mean, from middle or top rope, but took the wind out of me, but I, that's all the wind I had after uh, starting first in that 20-man battle royal and uh, or rumble. It was yeah, rumble stop and having that other match. But uh, his Johnny Face style of wrestling is not pomp and pizzazz either, and it's to get our hands on each other and taste the blood in your mouth. I enjoy that. Uh, I Unfortunately, that's what I enjoy, and – you know, I've hit the curtain before, and people say, hey, we're going to beat the f*** out of you. And it was like, oh, okay, so we're going to get in the ring and throw hands. And sure enough, I found out we're going to throw hands. But the same thing happened in Arkansas. guy was just talking about how he was going to punch me in the mouth. I said, I'll give you $20 you punch me in the mouth. He never got to. So, <laughs> well, uh, but I I enjoy the style of, of uh, uh, Johnny Faith. So, I hope I, I know I'm going to come out victorious and I'm going to add another belt, uh, another championship belt, and that belt, that Independence Championship belt. You can't, like it's I pretty. said, like I said, Billy Simmons does have production. He's got production down. You know the the championship titles, his heavyweight championship, the Sunflower Championship for the women, and now this Independence. I can't wait to see what his. Uh, tag team championship belts are going to look championship titles, belts. I don't know what you call them. But uh, that independence championship is gorgeous. It is, it is nice. heavy. And oh, it is gorgeous. It's so. a cool sight to see. If you haven't looked it up, 
make sure you jump on the socials and check it out because it's it's a nice nice belt so reddit's gonna be on your shoulder after december 2nd is that so I don't like it being around my shoulder. I like to either carry it or I like to put it around my waist traditionally. Okay, you're a waist guy. You're a traditional waist guy. Okay. You know, you I hold like it. it in place and you hold it up by your arm and it's crossed like that. I, I enjoy that. I don't like putting it over the shoulder. I think it's tacky. Too many people have been doing <laughs> this since Stone Cold. And uh, so put it around your waist or carry it like a real champ, one or the other. Well, you are a, you seem like you might be a diamond ring wearing, ha, haven't, I can't do the whole thing, but having a little trouble holding them gators down, Red. <laughs> I got it's, it's, it's diamond ring wearing, Rolex wearing, ah, gosh, Rolex I can't do the whole wearing. thing. Just stealing, wheeling, dealing. Get it, baby, Sorry. get it. And I'm having a hard time holding I'm these. I'm holding these gators down. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love me some Ric Flair. Oh yeah. Well guys, make sure make sure you check it out. December 2nd, Wreck the Halls, Osage Recreational Center, Wichita, Kansas. Doors open at five, bell rings at six. Don't miss it. You're gonna love this. It's gonna be a great show. Red James will be there. He's gonna be kicking butt, winning titles, apparently. So we're gonna see. Billy may be pulling some strings to make that a little difficult. We're gonna find out. But I can tell you this much, you don't wanna miss that show. It's gonna be a blast. Bring a toy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Bring a toy. Get your chance to win that replica title. I might bring ten. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna stop off at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, how was your Thanksgiving, Red? Oh man, it was awesome. Uh, I, it's not. It's a known. It's not a secret. Uh, one of my best friends is uh, Sam Stackhouse, and we got together and we had Thanksgiving. I deep fried a turkey. He's a great cook himself, and uh, he made uh, all the sides. And another friend of ours uh, came over and made some awesome cranberry sauce. Like, I never eat cranberry sauce. I was putting it on everything. And then uh, cool. on Thanksgiving, that was the Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we I had my family Thanksgiving with uh, my family and uh, uh, mom, dad, all of them. And had a good Thanksgiving. I got to see uh, my sisters. Uh, I got three older sisters. I'm the baby. And I got to see them, so it was a good Thanksgiving. How about yourself? Well, I have never fried a turkey, but this year we had chicken and noodles. So that's what the wife decided to make. We had the whole family over at my house. Too many people in one small uh, living quarters is not something that I usually am down for. I work in a prison, so I don't like confined areas with a ton of people. That's just uh, the nature of the beast. But we pulled it off, and the wife killed it with making chicken and noodles. Everybody was fooled. But I do want to try the fried be- uh, the fried uh, turkey next year, and I have uh, I just ordered uh, some of uh, Dano's that yes. uh, Primo seasoning that I'm going to use as my uh, I guess seasoning before I put like uh, the oil on it. I'll put the oil on it, and then I'm going to prime it up with the Primo on the Dano's, and I'm going to deep fry that sir. Inject it also uh, gives you some melted butter, or uh, they make a prepackage. Uh, Tony Shashers, baby. Yeah, Tony. Yes, sir. The Tony Shashers, the injectable Cajun butter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely I'm delicious. Try that next, I think I'm going to try that next year. Injected, I injected mine with the Tony's, and then I injected it. I, that, that makes two cups of butter. And then I injected it with another cup of ranch dressing, and then I put <gasps> the oil on it, and I put I doused it in Dano's. 
Best ah, flavor. That's brilliant to inject bro, it with the ranch, bro. I never it was thought about doing that. It was it was a game changer. Uh, what a next level move. But uh, yeah, I seen somebody on TikTok. I get I get the ideas from TikTok, and but Same. it's three to four minutes a pound. If you got a bigger bird, go four minutes a pound. Mine was fourteen pounds. I did three minutes a pound, but I've also done twenty-eight pound birds, and that's when I do the four minutes. But uh, four minutes a pound. If you're going, if you're above fourteen, if you're fourteen or less, three minutes. Inject it. Cover it, oil. Cover it with Danos, bro. Uh, uh, I did. I used regular old cooking oil, what, uh, vegetable oil this year. Last year, I used uh, peanut oil. Uh, it, the oil does make a difference. Yeah, that's what I've always sure. read about, like, the, the heat. that Like, it just heats up better is the peanut oil. But yeah. I, I'm wanting to try that Primo really bad. The, it's the black pepper, black cumin, black salt, black uh, – I think it's black cum, – um, I said cumin. There's another seasoning. It's all – like, instead of using the black in Saskatchewan seasoning, I don't know if you've ever used that. Yeah. But it's supposed to make up for that to make it more natural instead of using activated charcoal. So I'm pretty – I'm pretty intrigued by the way that he came up with the spices to make in mix into it to make it all black. So that's really what I'm hoping for. I put Danos on everything, just like uh, Red's hot sauce. Uh, what is that? Yeah, is Frank's it? red hot sauce. Red, Frank's yep. red hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. I put Bro, Tony's on, my, on everything. The the season. I, I do Tony's in a lot. Uh, my mind was so blown to find out how buffalo sauce is basically just Frank's red hot sauce and butter mixed together. And oh yeah. Now I'm now I'm like playing around with it. I'm doing like Frank's and then a little bit of butter and then like some ranch powder mix and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's get like I'm getting my buffalo sauce to like near my favorite, like to where I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. No, nothing will ever top my favorite buffalo sauce, and that's at Hooters. Like I'm not a big fan of like chicken wings at restaurants, but Hooters, they're in, they're original bone in wings with the three mile island uh buffalo sauce nothing yeah. beats it. nothing beats it yeah and i i can't find a rest like a mock recipe online nowhere i've looked up and down and nothing everybody says that it's there's something off about it Ooh. best mock recipe that i've ever had was off of tiktok again and it was uh, uh chicken it was kfc chicken fried steaks but they made uh, chicken pizza, chicken fried pizza, and we made that one oh. time. You put it, you make chicken fried steaks, and you push them together, and put tomato, a pesto down instead of tomato sauce, and then you put mozzarella cheese, and then your toppings, and then you melt the cheese. Oh, chicken parm. It's like KFC chicken parm. Yeah, that and, sounds uh, amazing. It was. It was amazing. We did. That was the best mock recipe that because I guess KFC did that years ago, and that was mm. the best recipe that i've come across rage beef jerky is a sponsor of the chubby buddies podcast and they are they've been our first they were our first sponsor they reached out after episode one and said hey we want we want to support you guys and what you were doing and with open with open arms we were so happy i mean before then they were the primal beef jerky but now they've recently changed to rage beef jerky Hopefully, before too long, they'll be dropping their meat sticks, which Joshua there is snacking on. Oh, oh. Uh, they're, the, they're the best meat sticks I've ever had, especially the peppered. So make sure that when they do go uh, live on their website that you're checking them out. But they can be found in five states across 400-plus stores. And if you are not in those five states or 400-plus stores, you can go to www.ragebeefjerky.com. 
and snatch you up any flavor of which they sell, which is six solid bold flavors. And using a promo code, Chubby saves you what, Joshua? 15%. And this ain't no Geico deal right here. This is 15% off of high quality beef jerky, okay? Like real grade A good beef, okay? 15% off. That's code Chubby, C H U B B Y, at ragebeefjerky.com. And make sure you're following them on a Facebook, Instagram. They have both of those. I don't think they have TikTok yet, but they do have Facebook and Instagram, and they're, like we said, visit their website. And if you reach that $50 cap, you save even more money by getting free shipping, which is the equivalent of using our code, and the free shipping is one free bag of beef jerky. Yeah, we all know I'm the nerd. I did the math early on. We figured it out. That 15% plus the free shipping, you're getting a free bag of jerky when you order it that way. So you're welcome. That free bag of jerky is on us because... The reason the Chubby Buddy's been our sponsor from day one is because it's called the Chubby Buddy's Podcast because this podcast is really about one thing. Friends who love good food. We love snacks. And beef jerky, rage beef jerky in particular, is one of the best snacks you can get your hands on. And you can get your hands on them right now at ragebeefjerky.com. And it's Christmas. Don't be stingy and get your man some beef jerky. Great Christmas gift right here. Oh, man. Nice. But Josh, how was your Thanksgiving? Man, it was good. We had kind of like a quiet one. Uh, Heather, Heather, uh, Heather's parents hosted, so we didn't have to host Thanksgiving for first time in a while. Um, and so, man, we went over to their house, made a couple of sides, helped clean up, play some board games, and then went home. Like, house was clean. It was like, it was... It was nice, that dude. is the worst. I will admit that. That is the worst. And it's not even me cleaning it up. And I'll be honest, like, I don't want to do it. But I see my wife getting, like, stressed out about it. And, like, she passed out right after everybody left, right? Yeah. And I was tired, so I didn't want to do it. I mean, if I was a good husband, I would have stayed up late. But apparently I'm a terrible husband, and I went to bed with her. And then I had to work <laughs> the next morning. But, but hey, you know what? I made breakfast this morning. So There you go, buddy. It's that. a little things. It is the little things. <laughs> but no, uh, me uh, and Red actually live within, you live three hours in Tulsa, right? Yep. Okay, so you're three hours away from where I live. Yesterday, I called Josh and let him know, hey, dude, it's snowing like crazy here in Hutchinson, Kansas, okay? And what I just found out is that we haven't had this much snowfall since Josh and I graduated high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, we're all we're. I remember me and uh, Josh. We were talking about uh, uh, we were all 2006 guys. We were. Yeah, we're all we're all basically the same age. It was really funny. Like, oh okay. A, a ton of a ton of the wrestlers there uh, at the last Love and Wars show were all basically right around 30, 35, 36 years old. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We all, we all graduated 2005, 06, and 07. 05, 06, 07. Yeah, there was a couple of those sevens. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I mean. Just the snowfall here is crazy. And I saw that in Oklahoma, I think it was Oklahoma City, they had like a 40-car pileup on, Oh, I think it was like right off of I-70. I don't know if, if that's the exact area, but I knew it was Oklahoma City area. Is uh, that 70? I, I just go by Google. I don't even remember streets anymore. I'm traveling around. I, don't, like, I, know, I know how to get there pretty much, but I don't know. It's like, oh, pass by the Barts and Queens yeah. sign, and I'll be good. But... Uh, <laughs> 
like, but I, I don't remember much about what I think there's a 70, there's a highway 75 South yep. in Oklahoma city that goes up to y'all too, uh, North to y'all. And, but we here in Tulsa, we didn't get nothing. Really? No. Rain. That's it. Rain. See, we didn't. We didn't even get that, man. It was forty-five. It was forty-five and sunny yesterday. Did you get my videos? I sent you, Josh. I did. That, that was nuts, man. That was hilarious. And then did mom and dad sent uh, pictures afterwards of like after it had been falling for a while. After there was like four or five inches down, it was I shoveled nuts, the, man. I've shoveled the the sidewalks at work four times before I went home, <laughs> and it was there was still like two inches on the ground when I left. So I was, I was like, I'm not doing this fifth time. It's Friday. Uh, a wrestler who helped train me named Rob Cabela, uh, when I first started, but he's, he's in a band now that, uh, that's doing pretty good and they're traveling around. He's in Wichita and they were talking nine inches of snow. And I was like, yeah. what? And eight and a half oh. here. Yeah. And they and- closed the airport. They closed the airport in Wichita. Whoa. That never happened. Huh. Remember whenever uh, Las Vegas shut down for a half inch of snow? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like Texas, yeah. they shut down Texas. People were killing themselves bringing their propane tanks into their house. Bro, uh, so we went down last year uh, about February whenever Texas shut down. Me and Sam were riding along together, and we had to go to Houston. And we went from Tulsa to uh, Houston at like 40 miles per hour. Uh, because of the how bad actually through once we got past Dallas, it was it's normally a four hour trip from Tulsa to Dallas, but it took eight hours and because we were going forty miles per hour on the turnpike because it was so bad when and that was right whenever Texas was shutting down and flooding because of all the snow. And then it took us another eight hours to get to uh Houston. And Sam, he used Dang. to be a truck driver and he's a phenomenal driver. But just cars piled up with sand dunes, uh, snow dunes everywhere. It was, Dang, it was wild. Yeah, you mentioned Sam Stackhouse. He gave Josh an autographed uh, poster. Uh, he follows. He nope. follows our. Was it Sam that gave that? Wasn't us? Sam? That was uh, Matt. Oh, that was Matt. Okay, Matt Stockdale. Yep. My bad. Matt Stockdale. Okay. I mix those two up every single time. What's I that? Want to call, I want to. That's a guy I want to call out. Like that dude. The way he was uh, hitting those ropes and hitting those turnbuckles and laying it down on Aaron Helms, I'm like, yeah, let's get, let's just slap some meat, bro. Like, <laughs> like bro, could you dude. imagine throwing a couple of flare chops on that big old canvas? Oh, you I make want some pops. I you want... can make some pops. Ooh, ooh. What is the worst chop you've ever taken, Red? I want to. Yeah, the ones that question. I heard you take. The ones I heard you take at uh, Wake the Dead. My, I think it was James. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those oh, are the ones. My lord. That, those? I okay, felt those. There you go. Those I felt those. And uh, like when I heard them, my, my eyes got huge. I was like, what was that? Yeah. I didn't know that that was a chunk. I turned oh. and saw it. I was like, oh, wow. So there's a guy. Uh, I made a list. It was Mike James, Tommy Dean, and. Uh, Mike who? Uh, Mike James. And that. Never mind. I, I was hoping you would. I, I thought I was hoping you play James. along with Mike Jones, but it's all good. Jones, who Mike James, but uh, Mike James, Tommy Dean, and uh, there was a third one there. I can't remember, but he's lost the list. Uh, I just wrestled this guy named Steve O, 
and he double hand shot me and I had <gasps> fingerprints on my collarbones right oh here. My. He's like, wow. <laughs> and uh, I pushed him out of the way as hard as I could. And I went to the other corner and he came back. Pop. Oh, and, no. <laughs> oh. Right back on the collarbone. Oh, across the oh, chest okay. again. And uh, oh, man. I oh, went to and he got me a third time and there was blood marks. Uh, but he, he's number two. So Tommy Dean's down to number three, but did you, did you, did you save those receipts? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got him with the low blow, but he's got two more coming. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. But oh, the, only, the only other one I've heard worse than the ones I heard you take was me and Josh were down in Amarillo for a show once. And we were talking about oh. this guy that was giving chops and he's known for chopping somebody so hard that they cough up blood. Ugh. So yeah, I don't know who takes the worst ones, but yeah, he's just known for giving just the, the perfect chop to make you like knock like a lung loose. I do got to say beyond the bump and the rope running, I feel like the flare chop might be next in line for just that's like, one of the first experiences or one of the like defining experiences of learning to wrestle is learning how to take a chop. Oh, there used to be right. As soon as I was getting into wrestling and it changed, the trainings changed. Uh, there's probably some still schools that do it. Uh, but there was this thing called the chop line in training and you would take a chop from everyone. Boom, 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 Heck boom, yeah, baby. And, uh, as soon as I started it, because it was in the pandemic and everything was shutting down, I was, it was at the tail end of it, but it was still the pandemic and things were changing. And gotcha. I, I didn't catch it. Uh, my trainers told me about it, but I have been in a chop line though. It was like, <laughs> oh, hey, hook up, let's go. And uh, so you don't tell people it's your birthday in wrestling or you're going to have to get nope. chopped. And nope. uh, and you don't tell them, hey, that's my mom out there in the crowd. You don't do that. Mm. You're gonna get chopped in front of your mama. Um, yep. but, but yeah, the, so I like to me honestly, whenever I get loaded up in the corner in training, I'm like, there's no chops in training. If you're gonna do it, you better take it. And uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, like, sir. And that people's opinions change real quick whenever you're in that corner and they load you up and you go. You're going to get it back, boy. And they're like, uh, so then they go into something else. So yeah, like then, they, then, they shift, then they shift, put their shoulder in you, grab your arm and start to throw you out of the corner. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. We're going to switch this up. Do a, yeah. do a corner to corner splash. It's <laughs> yeah. too cold. When the toothless country boy tells you, you go, you're going to get it back. And they're like, I oh, imagine. I couldn't imagine taking chops outside in the cold, like for an outside show. And it's like maybe Ugh. 40, 50 degrees. Like that's me, gotta be the worst. Billy can tell you some stories of that. He's done some outside shows where it's, uh, oof. Mm, mm -mm. I, just, here's what I remember. I remember I couldn't get past the instinctual, like, like curl lunching. in and try to protect yourself from it. Right. Yeah. Like that was the part that I struggled so much with. Cause I wanted to guard like every time. And it's you literally to take a good job. You got to stick your chest out, barrel chest it, and like just create a perfect flat surface so yep. that sound can pop. 
And it hurts uh, less when you do that too. I oh think. My I gosh, think when you flinch, yeah. Yeah, it when hurts you, even when more. You truly, like laser. No, like a good chop's still gonna hurt. Right. You. Yeah, but like it, when you but, flinch, like you're hitting more than the area they're aiming for. Like you're getting and, like part of and, the collarbone. Would you would you agree that if you puff your chest out like that, it's a lot harder for them to knock the wind out of you with a chop? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things I, they don't teach I you. I feel like there's a lot with that that you that helps. But man, it. Your instinct is to go, oh, God, no, oh. Yeah, that's the reason why I hook. So whenever they're like, hey, it's coming, you're like, Ugh, here we go. That way my chest is out. My hands can't guard me. I'm here. Pop, pop. Smart. And oh. so it's there. Uh, so yeah. smart. There's Because I've had the wind knocked out of me several times doing all kinds of stuff. And uh so you hear me talk a lot in the ring. You hear me talk to the crowd a lot in the ring. You hear me yelling a lot in the ring. Well, it's because I don't want the wind knocked out of me. That's, you know, that's it. Uh, you listen, to, you listen to guys in Japan do their, they're blowing air in, they're sucking air out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, blowing air out, sucking air in. And so when they hit, boy, it, it's not knocking the wind out of you. You learn how to fight properly. And it's, it, that's one of them. Do uh do you think if you ever get the chance, do you think you'll do a tour in Japan? Oh man, I would love to. I would love to do a tour in Japan. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, in about two thousand two thousand four to two thousand. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of Japanese wrestling. You know, DDT, Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan. Sure, yeah. I watched uh, the women's wrestling. Uh, I forget Star. I forget the name, but I watched. I watched a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling. I was just talking to, uh, I don't know if you guys know him because he's not up there yet, uh, Chris Morrison, Brawler Morrison. Uh, mm -hmm. But he was uh, talking about uh, a company he's he's getting the privilege to wrestle for down in uh, Mexico. And he was like, do you know of them? I was like, yeah, they do the junkyard wrestling. They, they're in a junkyard. They set up a ring oh, cool. in a junkyard with broke down cars and everything. And uh, he's like, you watch luchador hardcore wrestling. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I Dude, watch it. You, of you are a genuine fan of wrestling. So yeah, man, well, cool. I would say that the only wrestling that I like, what me and Josh really watched, was just the stuff that we did, and then also we would do the just like you guys did. We did the pay per views like every Sunday. Like I don't think yep. we did all of the the major four, but it was regular that it was on the the Sunday, like the Sunday night, uh, like the um, oh, obviously WrestleMania. Yeah, we did, we did, we did all of the major, so I will say this, we were, for our childhood, we were definitely WWE, WCW, um, Attitude Era, flipping back and forth between them, so all four hours of wrestling, um, I know we talked about, uh, we didn't watch a ton of like ECW or uh, the peripheral ones, stuff like that, but we did know an, a lot about them and we did hear a lot about them and talked a lot about them. We just didn't have access to watch them as much. You know, ECW was a little too violent and, you know, we, we didn't have anybody that could, could get us access yeah, back to Back in the, the day, we had to go and to the we had to go pick up that box. <laughs> when you got the pay-per-view, you had to go pick up yep. the box and then put in the code. And Josh had this memorable remember, TV. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, that memorable TV with the stoplights in projection it. TV. But it was an old school, like you pulled out like this big mirror 
and there were the blue, the three blue lights, and it would project onto the mirror and then onto the screen. And it looked good. Like, it was big. It was cool. Uh, but it was really retro. Uh, but I do remember, man, like, every pay-per-view, we'd get that DVR box, and, and we'd all chip in money together, uh, and just everybody crowd around and watch watch three hours of wrestling, man. And it, it you know, you follow those storylines, man. I. You know, that's I will forever be a Shawn Michaels fanatic. Like oh. that's me. Like yeah. I love I love me. Oh, dude, he's Mr. WrestleMania, he's showstopper. He wasn't my cup of tea. Great great performer, not gonna lie, you know, but he just wasn't my cup of tea for the time. You know, sure. I I say I say he's not my cup of tea, but then again, I'm a hard I'm a hardcore fan of AJ Styles. You put them side by side, it's like Oh, yeah, there you go. AJ Styles, yeah. Yeah, so I can't really. Very similar. Yeah, very similar. Uh, but so I said I had to sneak in and watch because uh, I didn't have cable on my TV. My sister had cable on her okay. TV. So I had to sneak into her room whenever WWF would re-air their, sh- their stuff at 11. And she yeah. would have to sleep, and I had to turn the volume off to watch it. And then right after that, on TNT was uh, ECW. So if I if I didn't get caught before then, I would flip it over to TNT to watch. Not TNT. T, yeah, it wasn't TNN. It was TNN. Yeah, TNN. So TNN. Yeah, TNN. Oh. Before it was Spike TV. No, right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I yep, yeah. flipped it over to it to watch ECW whenever it was on. And that that's how I watched those, and I didn't really, like, I didn't know The Rock's voice until I got older. <laughs> like mankind, I did. I thought he was a uh, like he barked and growled, but I also didn't register in my mind as a child that it was Cactus Jack. Like right, yeah, yeah. That, that's just the same dude. It's that's <laughs> Cactus Jack. That's dude love. Yeah, that's that's the same guy. Well, one thing that blows my mind about uh, Mick Foley in general is that him and Kevin James were on the exact same high school wrestling team. Kevin James? <laughs> yeah. Really? I was yeah. Here, let me I'll I'll find it and I'll send you the link. But I didn't I thought I thought Mick Foley was just really like much older than Kevin James. But they're only like no. two years apart, three years apart. Mick Foley is just weather worn from giving yeah. literally every ounce Everything. of himself to the sport of wrestling. Like that man is a legend. When it comes to like nobody, and this is the thing, man, red, you talk about like missing out on certain things. Does that mean you missed out on the mankind undertaker hell in a cell match? I was that like, those were some of the, those are some of like the defining moments of my wrestling, like history of, of everything that I know about wrestling. You know, that seeing taker throw, mankind off of the cell and then mankind get back up climb back up and then go through the center of the cell bro like that changed everything for me i don't even know how to explain it like that blew my mind i watched i sent you that link josh the first hell in the cell match that i watched oh i think i do know the kevin james story uh, it, yeah the comedian kevin james uh, yeah my first That's hell in the I remember uh, it was uh, Triple H and Mankind, so I missed that. So I oh. thought I missed. Uh, so I thought the Mankind and Triple H was the shit, dude. 
That was my very first one that I ever watched. I didn't know that existed until I was an adult. And oh. uh, I went back and rewatched it all, of course. But no, that wasn't. Uh, and I like in my mind, I thought the Hogan Sting match was great until I got older. And then I was like, oh, crap, this is horrible. <laughs> but well, in your mind, though, that's two icons going up against each other. So at that age, I know for me, I, I didn't care how good they wrestled. I cared that it was these guys going against each other. As I oh, got yeah. older, I learned I learned the skills of wrestling and the technicals. And so now I watch guys like The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, The Miz, his, his ability to work a microphone is bar none one of the best in the business. Like, oh, yeah. love The Miz and his, his microphone work. Dolph Ziggler, I think, is a modern-day Chris Benoit with all of his technicality and what he can do. I mean, like, you've just – you've got so many amazing, talented wrestlers that are stock. Like, another one that I am a huge fan of that I love watching now, uh, seeing him kind of showcase his own person, his own spin on it, Cody Rhodes with the American Nightmare scheme. Yeah. I love this routine with him. Like, what a great spin on the Dusty Rhodes – you know, American dream bit. And, oh man, I just like wrestling is it's, it's definitely a part of my childhood and definitely a part of, of so much of, of who I've grown up to be. I can remember so, my first pay-per-view that I ever watched. It was with my, my uncle and it was the Owen Hart match. The one where he passed away and it cut oh, away. Seriously? It cut away. Yeah, it was the very first one that, was your that first I ever saw one? that I remember oh. watching as a kid. But like Brutal. what I remember from it is that what happened on that pay-per-view is the exact same that happened during the halftime show with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. It just cut off and went Oh, black. the cutaway? What? Yeah, because yeah, we nobody knew what happened. It, we were just sitting there in the living room and I was, I was oh, we, in fourth grade. We knew what happened in the Super Bowl. We all saw yeah, it. Yeah, we knew what happened there. We knew yeah, what happened like, there. Wrestling, you just assumed that it was a part of the show. And it was yeah. like Owen's whoa. Owen's tragedy, I think, is, you know, that's one of those things that I don't know anybody from the wrestling community that isn't gutted by that. Like, because that's, no, that's that's like tragedy beyond tragedy. Dude's so. going to work, doing something that he loved and yeah, passed away at work. I mean, that's that's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, well, you know. and and to me, you know, if you know much about how it went down. Even as Owen was falling, he was telling people to clear out of the way. He didn't yeah. want to hurt anybody on the way down. He would like yeah. even knowing he was about to. I mean, come on, man! Like you're not falling like that, thinking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he thought he could survive it, but the fact that lo- some of the last words out of his mouth was, "Hey, clear out of the way! You know, watch out, watch out!" You know, it's wild. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with that movie that's coming out with. Um... Oh, uh, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, with Zac seen, uh, Efron and yeah, that looks uh, very do, yeah, like, doing the looks very uh, very much. Oh, come on, that the, the wrestling family for yeah, the, the Von, Von Erichs or yeah, the Von Erichs. Yeah, there's only one that that's right? still alive. Yep. So whenever Flair was in WWF, I used to have this TV tray, and it had uh, Big Boss Man, Undertaker. Uh, I forget the fourth man, but uh, was Kerry Von Erich, and I fell oh, in. Nice. Okay. It was the Texas tornado, and he was on this TV tray that I had, and I remember falling in love with it. I was like, "Man, look at that guy! Look at!" And I had no <laughs> idea he was the Von Erics, and uh, 
I remember him being the Intercontinental Champion. I was like, yeah, that guy's awesome. And then we were gone. But it, I remember just – I could never remember who that guy was until later on in life. And then I was like, that's Kerry Von Eric that was on that TV trade that I was idolizing. And, uh, I like, the Von Erics, their story is so horrible. But what they've done in the ring, I mean, yeah. uh, all of them, they, they were – Imagine what they would have, what wrestling would be like right now if they were all still around. If they were all in the Hall of Fame together right now, oh gosh, yeah, alive and what they had done and what they, what they had done back then, like, oh my goodness. I mean, didn't they Is start that, like a whole federation in Texas that yeah. led to like a merger? They were, yeah, they, yeah, they had that the, the sportatorium and everything, and uh, yeah. they were. It was pretty much going to be WCW before then. And it once they all started passing away from horrible instances, uh, it just dwindled down. It ran a couple of years after that. And uh, Carrie, Carrie worked uh, WCW a couple of times, and then it was over. Yeah. It'll be a good movie, though, for sure. Yeah, that will be good. So you brought uh, up, I, you brought up oh, go ahead. earlier. So I got this 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 thing that I can't do because of Chris Benoit. Okay. I, I'm not allowed to get autographs from wrestlers because I've got two wrestlers' autographs, and I'm no longer allowed to get wrestlers' autographs. The first being, whenever I was a child, was Chris Benoit. Oh, man. Second being Joey Ryan. Seriously? Seriously. So Okay. Fair, after, well, I'm... After that, I'm now I'm no longer allowed to get autographs at all, uh, so I'm, I'm cut it, off. It's it's not you, Red, but I also understand. I yeah. understand. Like I don't want it's, anybody. But it's, it's not you, bro. It's not you, but also I understand. <laughs> timing timing has a lot to do with that. So like I could see like, I mean I see where you're coming from, but like I couldn't imagine if it was like the next week. You know what I mean? Like you got oh, it one week. And then the next week, like, I could see how, like, that would be very, like, like, I would probably rip up those autographs. It is, me, it but. is, it is not the same level. I want to be clear, but I, I went through something similar with Chiefs jerseys because every time I would get a player's jersey within a year, they would get <laughs> traded or would get, like, <laughs> career ending injuries. Here's one thing I don't understand about, like, professional wrestling fans and, and not professional uh, professional football fans is whenever they get traded or they sign with another team because they're getting more money fans get mad and they're like they're burning these jerseys it's like all right so if joe next door gets a better job you're gonna like burn his grass like what are you gonna do here i get the <laughs> I, I get pulling the numbers off the jersey or pulling the stitching out or whatever and just having a, a chief jersey, but burning it because they the took only one losing is you, the one burning whatever it is. You're the only I, one losing. The only exception to that is situations like Brett Favre, where he went to the Vikings. Oh man, I, I like okay. If you go to a comp, like if you go to a division rival after being a part of a team's legacy for so many years. I could understand being a little angry about that. But didn't but no, he retire and then go back? 
Yeah, he, re- he, retired, he retired and then, then went, went to, to the, the Jets. No, so he, he retired, the Vikings, then, then went like, to oh. the Jets, then retired from the Jets, then went to the Vikings. Oh, I don't remember retiring Had success one. with the Vikings and then hung it up. Huh. But yeah, right. no, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I was a Brett Favre fan, and when he first retired, I was like, I don't like the Packers anymore. <laughs> I don't like the Packers. So I've been a Bears fan ever since. Oh, I'm sorry. That must be just as miserable for you. Bro, it's it's been bad. It's been bad. <laughs> we went to the Super Bowl one time since then. And uh, in 06, we went to the Super Bowl in 06. And then, uh, nope, that's it, man. We fired Lovey Smith. For, with the winning season because he didn't beat the Packers both times. He had a winning season, went to the playoffs, won the division, still fired him. Haven't been the same. Great. Great. So that's where I'm at with professional football. <laughs> I have a couple of Bears friends that are – a couple of friends that are Bears fans. So you're not the first person I've heard that's had some bitter words about – about Bears leadership and some of the choices they've made over the years. Well, until y'all got your coach, I mean, that was that was the defining moment. I mean, y'all lost y'all lost Joe Montana back in the day. Yeah, and then bro. You guys went to I the East. Oh God, that I, was. I know, I know those dry spells. I I grew up watching Derek Thomas, uh, and I, so I grew up watching those early those those early ninety days of being good enough but not quite good enough, if you know what I mean. 2003. Yeah, so good enough to get to the playoffs, but not good enough to win one in the playoffs. And that freaking stretch of, what was it, 20 years plus where we went, where we hadn't won a playoff game? Yeah. uh, 92, 93 was your last one, and then Big Vermil took you guys in 2003. Is that – I don't think that's right. I think it's – 97 to 2017. That was the last. Oh, win is what you mean. Yeah, the last win. Last playoff. Or no, AFC. Was a playoff win or AFC championship win? The last AFC championship you went to was in 93, I think, with Montana. The year that we lost lost to the Colts with Alex Smith (laughs) was... The year that we were trying to finally get back to the AFC Championship, and we had we had won. I think we had won bye week games, but we had not won a playoff game. Or I say bye week, not bye week. Uh, wild card week. We won wild card mm-hmm. week games, but we had not won a playoff game in twenty years. So I will take. The golden era of Kansas City right now, because I was born and raised in the dry spell of Kansas City. I remember the days. I re- I will say this. I remember the Elvis Gerbach days. If that tells you anything. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I remember the Elvis Gerbach. Yeah, there you go, baby. That's Elvis Gerbach. But he's still the only quarterback for the Chiefs to throw for over 500 yards in a game. Shut Bizarre, it, Bobby. Huh? Shut it. Well, Jake, uh, I mean, he holds all the quarterback records. There you go. I was like, he's the one who got me into smoking. I thought it was cool, man. <laughs> Jake Cutler down the field with a cigarette. But yeah, this is my pregame. Cutler, Cutler was an old school dude because, you know, the other cool thing about Cutler is 
Cutler was a type one diabetic. So that man yeah. was out there kicking butt while also regularly checking his insulin and yeah. doing all that. Well, he stuff. actually, he didn't find out until like years after he came into the NFL. Cause yeah. like he was losing a ton of weight. So yeah. he was a fun guy to watch though. Like everybody was saying he was on drugs while he was getting thinner. It turned out he was sick. You don't lose weight on steroids. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I will say this, the Cutler, um, uh, Orton trade. Yeah. That work that genuinely was one of the better trades for both of those organizations. Now, yeah. I don't know that Denver really got much out of Kyle Orton, but, I feel like the Bears got just one a season. lot out of Cutler. Just one season. Well, wasn't that, that all? Wasn't that during the uh, uh, same period as uh, uh, the Christian what? quarterback? What, Tebow? What was, no, was that, well, was Orton the same was traded. Well, Orton got traded after Manning left. Or yeah, because that was after that was after right. Cutler. So, so Kyle Orton ultimately didn't he lose his spot to Tim Tebow? Is that the mm-hmm. idea? No, yeah. he came in after I thought Manning retired and took over, and then he got traded down to Texas. Uh, let me look. He left after one season with the with the Broncos. Because he took him to the playoffs. Yeah, he took him to the playoffs. Yeah. Playoff yeah. game, and then he was traded. And, well, no, they wouldn't give him a contract big enough that he would be okay with. So he went down to Texas because they gave him the contract he wanted. But I, I don't think that was with Tebow, though. That was after Tebow because Tebow yep, got traded after the starting they picked role up Manning. to Tim Tebow during the 2011 season, and then was released oh, by the okay. team. Oh wow! And then, and then the Chiefs picked him up the next year from waivers. Oh, we're th- okay. I do Who remember I that of? he was with us for a year. Who am I thinking? That of? was that was one of those. I don't know if if you love it when your team does this, but I love it when the Chiefs like pick up a play. I hate it when it's done to us. Like when Jamal Charles signed for one year with the Broncos, it killed me. But I love it when we do it to another team. Oh, When we take one of their players and make them one of ours for a year. Oh, I love it when we do that. Especially if they do good. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're holding you up for money and they're like, man, we're going to go back to the old ways. Yeah, no thanks. But but speaking of droughts. Thanks for helping us us be successful. (laughs) My drought's still longer than the Chiefs then. 95 Ooh. was our last drought. Cowboys, I mean. Oh, God. But, like, ours was a playoff drought. Ours was Super Bowl or NFC Championship drought. So, so, I mean. Down here in Oklahoma, all you hear is the reason why I'm not a Cowboys fan or an OU Sooners fan is because all you hear is Boomer Sooner and how about them boys? How and about I'm them boys? Sick yeah. of it. And, and, like, I'm an OSU fan. I have been all my Ooh, life. Oh, Cowboys fan. Okay. I'm an OSU Cowboys. The right kind of Cowboys. <laughs> right, right. And so when I hear people say, "Oh, I root for OSU when they're not playing OU," shut up. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a hopper. I'm not going to go over there. I just uh, want to see the OU Sooners lose. And nothing against you, Bobby, but I, I, I will. I do watch Cowboys games just to text people. Go, hey, <laughs> they're they're losing. Hey. I am not your average cowboy fan. I will never say it's our year, and I will never say we them boys or how about them cowboys. I know what Jerry Jones has done to this organization. I know what we are capable of every year. We are the most talented team every Bobby year. Bobby is a Bobby's a very cynical for. Cowboys fan. Like, it's I am a Cowboys dude. fan because of the football, not because of what we used to be. Because I was only really around for two of those, like that I can remember watching. So. I am a Cowboys fan, but 
not a Jerry Jones fan, nor am I. I mean, OU, I mean, I could care if they win or lose, but like when they, I mean, when they succeed, I am happy for it because it's it's money for the Big 12 and it's more stuff for football for me. That's how I nope. see it. But I love, nope. I love football. I don't love OU and I don't, I mean, OSU, I, I'll watch OSU too. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so oh, I can't yeah. really have a, I can't really have a side for like, a big 12 like when ku succeed when ku beats ou i'm more happy for ku obviously oh yeah well i think i think everybody's it. excited when ku wins a game it's nice but not bad just... like football though we're all like oh yeah good job ku you you sound like my dad about ou bobby he, he is the very he, I, their team bits is trash they just won by 20 points like i'm not <laughs> i'm not looking for them but they just won by 20 points. Their defense is trash. They shouldn't have gave up 14 points. You're not going to get a perfect game every game. But I, I, I laugh at that. I love it. I love it. You know, people are that well, passionate about something. Go for it. I like talking smack on OU just because Josh and I were raised with the youth minister that just oh, like, led OU die Crimson, hard. right? Diehard sooner. He, he went to bed counting OU. Diehard sooner. OU. Uh, Big Twelve Vickers. championships. That's what he did. Yeah. Like the only the only other team that he, could compete with OU back in that day was Nebraska, and now where are they at? They're nowhere to be seen. Yeah. So he would regularly. It was funny because we were a pretty good football team in high school. We were like state oh, yeah. champs a couple of years, and he would regularly make sure to tell us, "You know, you guys are pretty good for Kansas, but you know, don't go to Oklahoma because they got James. Oklahoma got, is a different type of football game. I played in Oklahoma. I'm not denying that. So. I'm not denying that, but him and his OU fanaticism is yeah. I mean that adding the OU esque to it is nothing because that's a total different genre of football. But like OU for a for a football in Oklahoma is like Kansas is six A. Oh, for I sure. I played for Guyman, Oklahoma, for, sure. for just one season, and it was a total different. Like I felt like I was like competing in college ball. Like I was a freshman. But I played on the varsity team. Granted, it's a small team, but the weight, the weight regimens that they were down on there, the practices were total different. It was it was a religion down there. That's what football was. It wasn't a sport. It was a religion in Oklahoma. Welcome, Texas. welcome to the Southern Midwest. Yeah. So I mean, football is their religion. When my son was in wrestling, uh, we would go up to Kansas just to beef up the winds that way for because. Wrestling and football, both in Oklahoma, are different from going to Kansas and, and northern Texas. So we would load up the car with guys, and we would go up to Kansas just to beep up their wins on on. Uh, it's like practice games for college. Like that's what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, and like we would go to New Mexico to play, and uh, we went to Dumas, Texas. We went to Amarillo. We went to. I mean, we came up to Liberal. We weren't a good football team just because they had new new coachings every year, pretty much. But just the caliber of what like what they do, like Josh and I, we were on a great football team in high school. I will never take that away from myself or Josh. But the way that we trained, we have had a total different coach. If his if he if Dryling was coaching in, at the team I was at in Oklahoma, oh, guy in Oklahoma would have been a state champion probably every year just with the mentality yeah. of Dryling. Dryling yeah, just Dryling, won his last Dryling state championship was last the night, difference by the way. Maker. Yeah, way to go, Dryling. Freaking number nine. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas getting another one. 35 to 7. That dude's a goat coacher. He's, but you're right in that Dryling was the difference maker, in that his, yeah. it was his coaching that ultimately took a what 
what many of us would probably call a pretty average program. Like there wasn't anything special. No size. We didn't except send, for offensive line. We didn't offensive send line any was big. major people to the. Um, yeah, we had big guys on the line, but we didn't send any major people to the NFL or anything like that. We didn't have just some two, stud running two to back, the NFL. some stud receiver. We sent players to the NFL, but even the guys we did send weren't like first round draft pick players. No. It was like walk they were guys that, that walked on, worked their butts off, and only and one of them was the a NFL. full ride at OU. It was, it was fun to watch. It was fun to see him succeed. But we knew going in that our program was different, like that we were part of a football program that was successful, not because we were talented, but because we were all bought into a really good program. And yeah, because we knew, we were we knew in, our role. We succeeded. knew our role and yeah. what would happen if we didn't succeed in our role. Like that was, was a, we didn't want to let down our coach. And that was our ultimate like goal at the end of the day was don't, don't mess up to where we're put, like letting down our coach. Like that was our yeah. mentality pretty much. We're in Oklahoma and Texas. You don't want to let down your town or your state. Like that's how that is down there. Like that's <laughs> so the difference. much more. Bigsby and yeah. Jinx. Yeah, Bigsby, Broken Arrow. Yeah. Jinx. Oh, man. Jinx, Broken Arrow. Carter. Bigsby, yeah. yeah. Carter. Yeah. Uh, Carter, yeah. Genuine football towns. Bro. Where you, it's a legacy to be on the team. And, and like that's. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's silly to relate it to this, but if you've seen Friday Night Lights, it's very similar. It's oh, very it's, similar. It's, I said my, uh, my cousin, uh, my cousin Rowdy, he went off to uh, TU and he played for uh, TU for two seasons, but he was from a small town, Oklahoma, and being at TU was just too too big for him. But you talk about a kid that was 6'4 offensive line at uh, Broken Arrow yeah. and you know, nationally recruited, just wanted to go to school by his hometown, and he went off to TU. And then I had another cousin that was BFE Barnsdall, Oklahoma. He was being recruited by <laughs> uh, big colleges at uh, for wrestling. Uh, it's either wrestling or football. You talk. There's, you know, I'm not doubting baseball or any baseball programs around here, but it's it's a football and wrestling state. And yep. if you're not on them, boy, it's, you know, I was in basketball, okay? I played basketball. And so you're going to catch hell if you didn't play football or wrestle. And I caught hell. And that's why you wrestle down. That's why I, I wrestle now. <laughs> I, wrestle now. <laughs> I wrestle now, man. Love it. But but speaking of sports, like, since we're already on the topic, like, yeah. I have to highlight this game. I don't know how, how regular you watch uh, NFL games. So I can't help but laugh. Did you watch the uh, Steelers Bears game last week? No. Like, it was a dead play, and uh, the quarterback's helmet came off. And lo and behold, uh, Garrett, or I think it was Garrett, yeah, the one that hit the guy with the uh, helmet two years ago. Yeah. He walked over oh, to pick Garrett. it up to give yeah, it to I'm him. <laughs> and like the guy backed him up. He, they were joking around. That was, I don't think that was highlighted enough like it could have been because that was funny. Like that was comedy that at was, its best for the NFL. That was a great bit. Yeah, Miles Miles Garrett, the dude that got ejected from a game a few years ago for swinging a helmet. Oh, uh, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dudes, dudes picking up a Steelers helmet off the ground, and lineman comes over and says, like, "Hey, man, no, 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 no. put Back that up. down. We don't need none of that mess. Yeah. We don't need that again." Football so bad for me right now that I don't even. I just check ESPN to see the scores. 
Uh, it's that well, I, I don't know. Real, I know that the Eagles have like one loss. Uh, the Chiefs they've got two losses, three, three now. And so three that, with the loss of the Eagles last week, I actually get my bears up about <laughs> how bad the season is. I'm like, well, like, yeah, just winter caps how terrible this week was. Yeah, I love those. Like, and he recaps it, and he he plays the guitar, and he sings a parody song about how bad the game was, or if we won. That's how I've been getting my Bears updates. Uh, well, there is it, one man. thing That's that great. good that could come out of it if the whole Michigan thing like really unfolds badly for Harbaugh. He, like they're talking, he could come to Chicago. I think that'd be great for Chicago, but I think Michigan and the and the whole NCAA football program is doing Harbaugh dirty right now because it's just. The NCAA just, I don't know, they just need to take their take their mouth out of what really doesn't, they, they should have no say in what goes on in like the whole certain aspects of the game because how do you actually guarantee that things were done when they when there's no evidence to really prove them? The NFL doesn't do it like that. I mean, they have, but they, they know where their boundary are and they, they step off of that line. Just the needs, those boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether whether it be a flat football, whether it be videotaping a, a like whether there be evidence or not, the NFL knows where that line is, and then they don't step over it unless they have to. And the NCAA just push their foot into the bowl before really anything needs to be mixed up. And they just and disqualified. The they just disqualified another school from being bowl eligible, yeah. uh, yep. and they're undefeated and. They're ineligible now uh, for some reason because I remember Pat McAfee was on there. Oh, he is on a roll with that. He is getting the – he's he's building a fire to where it's going to be unable to burn it out for the NCAA. And that's the only thing you can do is to build a fire that they are not capable of putting out. Pat McAfee is a need. Bobby, it sounds like – just because I'm I'm theorizing here, it sounds like you might be theorizing that – 15 years of NCAA is no more or much more limited. What are you thinking? NCAA, like, I don't think they get anything right. Nobody gets everything right. But I don't think the NCAA has gotten anything right since, I would say, they took, like McAfee brought up, they took Bush's Heisman Trophy away with very little evidence to really do so, right? So they've they've made a bad name for themselves already. But... With what's going on with paying the players and stuff, I don't see the NCAA being a, like, I think it could be like a branch of, like, the NFL coming up. Like, that's my honest opinion. Like, it's going to be like a, like a, almost like a a Canadian league, but here in America. But it's going to be much more competitive. It's already like that. It's, it's, I mean, they're getting paid now. I don't know how much they're getting paid, but they're getting paid. A lot. A lot. So, and it, it, in the nineties, it all died off, but in the eighties and seventies, boy, those guys were making money. They were making money. Yes, they, they were, they were oh, making yeah. money. They were driving cars with their heads on them. Uh, uh, the booster clubs took very good care of those players. Yeah, and they done that until the two thousands, until Reggie Bush's family got put up. It, it's no different from what's going on in high school football around here. The the schools yeah. moved the families into the areas. They put them up and they helped them get a place to stay, and that way they're in the district. And that's what happens with football around here. And that's what's going on with college. They and put a mailbox in the middle of a field where it shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. It's all hush hush until a team wins a championship. Oh, who cares? Just let them play football, let them wrestle, whatever. Let them play basketball. You know, uh, they're kids. They're kids. They're not going to make smart decisions anyways. Uh, me, when I was 18, if somebody told me that they were going to move my family somewhere for me to play football or something, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great – I mean, until I was 28, I wasn't making any good decisions at all. I mean, I had – Look a at what Johnny Manziel was doing. He was making bank signing autographs. Did you Did you guys watch that documentary? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But, making so much money and nothing came of it. Like, And then he came out and made well, it because- public. Because they somehow pulled off the lie that he was some from some yeah. rich oil magnate family, and yeah. nobody questioned it. Nobody bothered to look it up. Yeah. It was like, oh so, yeah, I mean, sure, that makes sense. He's from Texas, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like like Jordan said, like if you're going to make your money, make your money. I'm more than I'm more so, than fine with you making money. So yeah, let's let's shift gears here because I want to talk wrestling. Wrestling had some big reveals last oh, night, yeah. and I think while well, it's well, it's hot. Let's talk about it with our wrestler, man. So obviously the big news from last night, our truth is back, baby. Like, let's go, man. Let's like, go. Ron, let's start with I, this Facebook comment that he made. He made a post yet last <laughs> night that said, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> was that what that was about? No, like I heard some other stories about other people. Uh, I had just finished it right before I got the, the link to this, but I, I have watched it. I had watched all of it up until the main event last night. And I was like, I'm not watching the main event of Survivor Series. I don't want to do this because I didn't watch CM Punk's promos whenever I got back into wrestling, watching it with my son. I didn't watch his promos. I didn't watch Hollywood Hogan's promos. I knew that I could turn the TV off, time it for eight minutes, 10 minutes, and then turn it back on. And finally the match was starting. And I, <laughs> I am so hooked into wrestling that I will do that. And he is one of those people, good guy, bad guy, doesn't matter. CM Punk, when he's on te- television, I will turn it off whenever he goes to talking. I, <laughs> it'll just smooth piss me off, and I'll turn it off. I'll watch his matches. One of the greatest to ever do it. But good for him for coming to WWE, going to WWE. Uh, good for him for going to AEW. And I hope he finds love with wrestling. That's about it. The fans are happy. Me, I'm not happy because now I got to turn the TV off for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm not like, I appreciate the antagonism that CM Punk brings to the table because I think when we're challenged, when we're antagonized, we bring out like the best, our best selves. Like, when we're pushed, that's when we bring out our best selves. So I do appreciate that about him. But I'm with you. CM Punk is very long-winded. He he runs his mouth so much. I, I'm with you. I, it's, I'm not super fun. I was most excited. The big one for me is the Viper, baby. He's back. Randy Orton is back in action and looking mean and lean and ready to just kill legends, man. Oh, so, yeah. I love it. So thick, but he, he shaved the head, man. I wasn't a fan of Bald Orton back in the day whenever he won his last World Heavyweight Championship. Wasn't a fan of that. And I could have swore at one point they said that he was a 15-time. And then here recently, they've said that he's a 14-time. But that's 
I could be wrong. I swore he had 15 titles. I thought that I think I think I, I know what you're talking about, but I think Cena I think too. Cena took his 15 in the the one where Cena came back the I guess the last not this time but the one before that. He came back and shook his hand in the ring. He was working on 15, but I think Cena took it from him. Okay. Okay. I think. Now that could I could be Bro. wrong, but I think I that know. that was a promo that I saw it was on Facebook or something like that, but it was where he came out to, I guess, show congratulations to working on his 15th. He shook his hand and he had all these, he had all the, uh, Rick Flair had came back. I think he was in the ring. Yeah. So anybody, man, I, I wanted it to be two people. If anybody were to break it, the, the, the WWE recognized championship reigns because if you, uh, I think like what Sting oh, yeah. has six, Ric Flair has 21, but if yeah. WWE, WWE recognized championships, the 16 titles, you know, if anybody breaks it, I wanted it to be Triple H or Randy Orton. And I I love Randy Orton, man. I mean, Same. you can watch, I, I, I watch so much of his stuff and, and Triple H also, but yeah, I, I was so happy that he showed up. I was, and looking good. I looking actually- Oh, yeah, he looks fantastic, wrestling great, like his form was good, uh, putting over great guys, I mean, just doing what he does best. You know, it's it's so funny because when that man came into uh, wrestling, I did not like the legend killer vibe. Like, I didn't like that whole bit. I was nope. angry at how much he was tearing down all these greats that I love so much. But what a great character to build with him. With, and he is but just, your wife was infatuated with him, oh, wasn't she? Dude, and she still is. She still is. I showed her last night, and she was like, oh, my, Randy Orton's back. And I was like, here we go. We're turning wrestling back on. But like so. I said, I didn't even have to watch the show. And just watching, like, the live reactions of people watching it live on, like, whatever it is that yeah. they're watching it on, like, you could see the emotion in the crowd, not just when uh, – uh, CM Punk came back, but mainly when Orton, like the crowd just popped, like when all of them came out, but like specifically Randy Orton, nobody was yeah. really expecting it. And I remember back in the day where you could go on to the deep dark web of and look up like the, the, the secrets in behind that's coming out. And like, I don't think it's that way anymore. Is it? Yeah, it is that way. It is like, did it's, anybody see those three coming out? Our truth or. Uh, I, I unsubscribe from everything. I do. Uh, I, I block websites on Google. That way I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to know who's coming on television. I want to watch it. I want to be a fan. And everything's on the card for a reason, where it's at, why it's doing it. I'm a fan of the hokey stuff. I'm a fan of the, the technical stuff. I'm a fan of the entertainment stuff. And so I block it, and people were talking backstage. I did a show last night. And people were talking backstage. Oh, so and so is coming back. So and so is coming back. Nobody mentioned Ron Killings or Truth. I, I, that's how much I watched of our Truth. Like I loved our Truth in TNA and NWA. That was, he's and it, just like uh, 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 Matt Cardona, like doesn't get the recognition that they deserve. Uh, they were always, you know, the the hokey style kind of, and but. They can go, and I'm so glad for Matt Cardone. I was going to say, that's that's what's so great about those guys is they are truly universal. And you look at, at, you know, Ron's career, you look at 
all the different wrestlers he was plugged in with and partnered with and just any any person you put him with he he blows them up he makes them successful and like he his ability to sell himself and sell whatever he's whoever he's attached to that's one of the things i love about him man he's he's he oversells his character all the time in all the great ways like guys that bro i my favorite type of wrestler is the dude that will like unhinged completely be every bit of himself and not like hide anything back from it. Like you get the best characters when guys fully embrace all parts of their creativity, all por- all parts of their chaos. And I'm That's telling why you, I like, appreciate Mick Foley. Ron Killings is such a great wrestler and such a great personality because as a person, that dude is that funny. That dude is that charming and that creative. And he just lets himself be his wrestling. And Red, I would say, man, take this, you know, as a as you know, as a compliment for me, but I, I think you fit in that same vein, dude. Like, I don't feel like there's that much parity between who you are as a as a person and who you are as a wrestler. And I love that about you. Like, I know you have a persona. I know you have character that's specific to your wrestler. But I, I feel that's one of the things I love watching you. I feel like you bring so much of just you into everything you do that it shines, man. It's so awesome to watch. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. To be, that's, I mean, that's a compliment. I'm not uh, – I mean, I've done – I lost to – I lost to Santa. I mean, so that's <laughs> – so it, it, it is man, what dude. it is. But it's – I believe that wrestling – I'm not – we're not there for my our egos. That's just Amen. my wrestling. And so whenever I get told who we're wrestling, it's okay. This is who I'm wrestling, and I have to make the best situation I can. And I, I hope I don't go out there and shit the bed, obviously. But, you know, if I'm – it's to make – they're there to fight. They're there to make me look strong. I'm there to make them look strong. And let's go out there and make the best of both worlds. And if you beat me, oh, I'm going to be pissed. Trust me. Don't talk to me about 20 minutes after the match. And a lot of people, they, they, you, you guys have probably seen me backstage. Like, I'm not very approachable after after a match. Win, lose, or draw, I'm not very approachable. But uh, I, I love being in that ring, and I love – the contact. I love the physical contact of wrestling. When you get grappled with somebody and it's a good grapple and you're in the center of the Ooh. ring and you're like, oh, I can get this guy. I can, like, there's there's a point of strength that you're going, I've got this guy if I want it. Absolutely. And Josh found out when we were younger that that, that, that I had this guy. Like, I used to wrestle. Oh, too. shut it, Bobby. Not like that, yeah. Though, but... Bobby was actual, like, wrestling wrestler. <laughs> and, like, so, so, you know, Olympic style wrestling. So he, put me he planted me a couple of times on the ground and I'm several inches taller than Bobby but he definitely worked me over many times for sure you know I, I was going to say back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say red uh, something that I think captures uh just the spirit of it you talked about uh that you don't let like you try not to let it be about your ego when it comes to wrestling, like I think that to me is, is one of the greatest examples of, of what great wrestlers do is they recognize that you, what you're really there for, what you're trying to do 
is there's some little kid in the audience that has a dream to be you someday. And oh. you're helping create that legacy of wrestling. Like throughout the generations, you are like the icons that we looked up to in wrestling. You're that icon for somebody. And that like. I, oh, you can I, hear it in every crowd. I was going to say, you could hear it. And then I would say this, man, like, if that doesn't humble you, I don't know what will. Because at the end of the day, man, that's really what you're doing is you're out there creating these insane memories and these these dreams in kids' hearts and heads that they'll never let go of. Like, I owe so much of my excitement and energy to, to all the wrestlers that I've seen over the years, pro and indie, man. Like, I know... There have been some great wrestlers, indie wrestlers that I've met that have just been phenomenal. And and they, they I don't know, they, their commitment to the service yeah. of wrestling. And I'm going to say it just like that. At its very core, wrestling is service. And their commitment to serving the audience, serving their community of of wrestling is phenomenal. It's, it's the hardest it's entertainment industry to get to be successful in oh yeah i just did a show at a boys and girls club and there was like 300 kids there and that was there was 300 kids at this boys and girls club and it was it i mean there was a lot i i say 300 i'm not a mathematician i know that somebody (laughs) but there was so many kids there and before we went out there this kid goes are you a good guy or a bad guy i said i'm a bad guy he goes Okay, well, I'm going to boo you. Is that okay? I said, man, you do whatever you want to out there. Just to make, make sure that it's not illegal. He said, oh, okay. He gave me a fist bump, went out there. Sure enough, that kid was booing me after that. They were all booing me. And I, but that's what you want. It's what I want. want and uh, they, they were booing me. They, were, they booed me as I went out, and they were cheering the guy that I just beat. And it was, it, that, that was the magic of it. And it was, was it was you mentioned a cold ring it was outside it was cold uh but it still it wasn't rainy i've been in a raining freezing raining ring and that that Ooh. talk about the chops in the, talk about the bumps in the ring boy you just clap on Ooh. that but those kids, those kids at that show were so phenomenal and it made the it made that hour and a half drive worth it like I didn't think that hour and a half drive was going to be worth it. Uh, I was dreading it. It was going to be outdoors. I knew that, and so I was dreading it. And then the kids started showing up. I was like, "This is why we do what we do." And uh, uh, and Bill, Billy doesn't understand that. Billy's making cash, man. That's Billy's. Billy's. Billy's running a business, and he he's got his lackeys, and he's pulling his strings. That that was. Uh, a, a moment for me and you know i i was talking to another wrestler and i said because we went from like one show was eight people literally eight people mm. in the crowd and i think they were family members and then i went off to a like a 300 and 400 show the next day and i was like that's what made that eight meant that so much more memorable because whenever I was going out there, I was walking and talking trash to those, those eight people at the VFW. Right. And the next night we're over here doing that. And I'm still doing that. And it's like, 
I'm so glad that I have these opportunities to do these, but I'm so much more thankful for those eight people because those eight people are going to keep coming back if we do a good job. Those eight people bring a person if we keep coming back. So that'll be 16 people next time. It'll be whatever that number is next time, you know. But yeah, here, that's how Leavenworth got started. It started with like a Absolutely. very small crowd, and then people just started building off of the way the wrestlers were, I guess, doing what you do. You come out and you say, "Yeah, I, I, I will take the booze, bring them." Yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's, that says a lot. That says a lot to your character as a wrestler, right? That you, you bring your standard regardless of how many people are in the audience. And the fact that that's your standard, it says that you're servant-hearted first in this. I love that, man. That's awesome. It's probably because I'm older because I was in comedy from the age of – I did stand-up comedy from the age of 18 to, like, 22 uh, religiously and then, like, periodically till the age of 28. But if that guy got into wrestling, that – you guys would be talking so much trash about me right now, how big <laughs> I was. And that's what sits like, I'm so thankful that at 32, I decided to start training for wrestling. And then I'm off wrestling now at 35 and fixing to be 36 here in December. And so it, I'm so much, and for a guy who just wanted one match, I said, I just want to be good enough to have my one memorable match. And I'm coming up on a, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's it's dumbfound. Wrestling is dumbfounding to me whenever it comes to, when I start thinking about it, like I am right now. I'm like, what am I sure. doing? Like this, like it's I got kind of like stand up comedy. I can imagine, like it's you don't know really what to expect until you do it. Oh yeah, and everybody can tell whenever it's pre pre made, and then they're like, oh, this guy. Yeah. And so, but it it's so like, what am I doing? I'm living out a childhood dream. And I'm getting these people walking up, fist bumping me, buying merchandise, doing the things that I did whenever I was a kid. I remember fist bumping uh, Dean Malenko and uh, Perry Saturn and Chris Benoit. That's a name you haven't heard. Oh, let's and, go, man. Like, but then I get to stand at a merchandise booth and fist bump these guys coming in. There's yeah. a guy who comes to the the uh, the uh, 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 Osage Recreation Center. And he brings his granddaughter to every show and he messages me, hey, we're going to be there. And I'm like, okay, I'll make sure that y'all walk away with something. But that's, I'm good. Like, it's so, so surreal because I would want that somebody to do that for my kid. And what can I do for your kid? And and that's where I'm at. That's it, man. That is the heart of wrestling right there. Yes. It's all for wrestling. It's all because at the end of the day, we all love wrestling. It's we love wrestlers and we love what wrestlers do for us in creating the legacy of, of wrestling. And it's allowing it the does. people who are in wrestling to be the superhero that they grew up watching. That's what it Absolutely, is. Man. If you can, if you can give that passion to somebody, whether it be wrestling or anything that you're doing yeah. in the public or like but creating, yeah, that's the cool just thing, creating it, 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 it inspires beyond it's just contagious. wrestling. Yeah, it creates kids who are inspired to, 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 to do wrestling. But it also inspires entire generations of kids to stand up as good guys. Like, that's why the good guy wins in wrestling. That's why, you know, and, and bad guys win too. You know, it teaches us, it teaches us the reality that the bad guys sometimes get the upper hand. But 
you know, wrestling, it really does do so much more than just entertain. Um, so, yeah. Love letter to wrestling I, this episode. Let's go. Wrestling, baby. Yeah, and I, I haven't I haven't watched any of your any of your previous matches, but it's been fun getting to know you backstage and also just being a part. Like I was never this close to the the indie part of wrestling. Like like this is the, the closest I ever was. Like I never like Billy came to me and he said, "Hey, how do you feel about doing this?" I had never done anything like that in my life, and then when I did, like everybody, what's that? You're Billy Stooge. No, he came up to he like they're the sponsor of the podcast, and he said, "Hey." How would you like to be our announcer? I said, I'll try it. Kind of like with your stand-up. Like, I'd never done anything like that before. Yeah. My first day, like, you couldn't understand any word coming out of my mouth or through the speakers. I remember that. I was like, this guy's eating the microphone. No, it was their sound. Like, I had the mic all the way down here. Oh, you did? But now, yeah, now we, we did, have the we mic. We did get set. that figured out. It looks good. It sounds good. But, like, yeah, I was holding it down at my belly button because they told me at the, the first Leavenworth show that, hey, like, the mics aren't, like, reading when it's up close so i put it down here and you still couldn't hear just because of the feedback because they had the mics or the 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 speakers facing the 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 ring but it's i don't know i mean it's it was just fun to like i guess get into that that loophole of people like they're very like the first thing that like people do such as yourself they shake they come up they shake their hand and they introduce yourselves i'm assuming that is across the board for every indie wrestler is that they want to get themselves to know everybody that's involved in everything because they want to make a point of this was my interaction with that person. That's what I'm assuming across the board because every wrestler that I've came across in the indie part of it has introduced themselves, whether or not they know me or I know them. Is that just a regular thing? That That's one of those tradition things like bumps, uh, uh, chops, scoop slams. It's a traditional thing that you're taught that you have to sh- – to be respectful from everybody, from the janitor all the way up to the yeah. senior. And, it, and I was taught that. Uh, but there's some places that say, don't you don't necessarily have to shake hands anymore. Uh, I've come across that. I've come across places that don't shake hands, that, sh- uh, that hug. And that weirded me out. But, you know, <laughs> that, was their, that was their thing. So everybody, like... Shaking hands. There was a sign that says "No shit, don't do not shake hands." Hug. Good old and, COVID. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, oh, that's the hugger crew. Yeah, that and uh, so it, it's a traditional. It, it's a tradition thing, but there's people were so done wrong about the traditions that people are getting away from it, and that's one tradition I don't like to see break. You know, whether you bump piss, shake hands or hug, do it, but introduce yourself and show respect. And but there's some places that I haven't I haven't had a bad interaction. I've I've met people that have like, oh, I don't shake hands or whatever. And I've gone, okay, listen, I've been around this locker room. I go shake at least that person over there's hand, because if you don't shake that person's hand, they're going to ask them at the end of the night, how was the locker room? And they're going to go, well, I shook everybody's hand except for that guy. He was an asshole. He didn't come up and show respect. I said, so go show respect to at least that guy, the old-fashioned one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, I, you know, but that's that, that's one of the old tradition things uh, that is falling out. I, I think you've got some generational culture shifts there for sure. Um, you know, there's a respect to be had to to 
that that I think generationally you're probably seeing some shifts culturally that it's just not there anymore. Yeah, the chop line thing, uh, like that's gone. Hazing isn't a thing anymore. Uh, it's it's moving away for the better on a lot of things, but a lot of things sure. are like the respect thing, in my opinion. Just my opinion. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's moving. It's moving away. That should be still in there and the generations, you know, oh, well, because I'm in Oklahoma. We're still Southern. The Bible Belt, we end. Y'all y'all are above the Bible Belt. So uh, <laughs> we're the belly button. We're the- I mean, we're still stuck in a traditional way. So, but whenever you get to Missouri and Kansas and, and Nebraska and Illinois, it's different, and it was different, and I know it was different in uh, North Carolina. It was different from whatever I was trained here to do. Everybody was, like, in a weird funk about me shaking hands out there, but they still shook hands. They knew what what, what was up, but everything was like, oh, okay. That was around there, but. I don't know. It's just something that I registered, and I, I mean – I just, I, I just appreciate just the opportunity to actually be a part in that loop now. Like it, it's nothing mm-hmm. that I ever thought I would ever dabble in. I guess you could say because one, I've also never had a friend that's really owned a company until now. Like that was, I mean, uh, you've got Daniel, you got uh, Billy, and you have uh, who, who, who are all the owners? Do you know Josh? I think it's just Daniel and Billy. I think they're the co-owners. Okay, I just didn't know, but Daniel, I mean Daniel's. Uh, He's actually one of the original Chubby Buddies, and uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's one. He's of, the plus he, one. He's our plus. He's one. the plus one. He's the plus one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, normally, what we—I don't know how much more time we have, Red. But uh, what we normally do is we end it off with like, what, what what are we watching nowadays? Like, what what's in our what's Ooh. in our queue to watch on Hulu, Netflix, and stuff like that? And then before you go, I do want you to plug everything where they can find you on yes, facebook and all absolutely. that stuff so but what are you watching on netflix and what's in your queue <laughs> i don't know what a queue is that's how far off like I what am. waiting to watch oh what's in my way I, I i don't i don't have netflix i don't have uh oh um, man i don't have hulu um i watch wrestling i <laughs> who are you following on tiktok that we need to dabble in do what what do i follow on tiktok who, who are you following in that you think we should follow uh the guy that sings bear songs about how terrible you are. Yeah, Danos, Danos seasoning. Let me uh, Danos. Yeah, follow Danos. Yeah, I love watching Danos. Uh, Josh, what do you, what's in your queue? Oh gosh, um, man. Uh, I actually just okay. So guilty pleasure. Um, Heather and I diehard fans of Supernatural growing up. Uh, so we're uh, Eric Kripke fans. Uh, he's a director. He's now running The Boys. I don't know if you've watched it. Um, I've seen the previews. It's, it's a dark superhero series on Prime. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty messed up. Uh, they have a spinoff called Gen V. It's college age. Yeah. Um, that we just watched the first season of that. It was pretty impressive. So I do it, like Prime. Kripke. The Boys is dark comics and and just portray superheroes 
in the more human aspect of, of what you might imagine a superhero might be like, because, you know, they are fallible. They are prone to egos and pride and things like that. So the boys takes a very undertone and dark approach to, to it. It's, it's pretty impressive the way they go about it. So a Gen V, we just, Heather and I just wrapped up on that. Uh, I think we're in season seven of suits. We we're watching that right now. Great. We show. kind of enjoy that. Uh, I uh, watched season seven or season six. I can't remember. Watch that. So that's, uh, yeah, those, those have been the things we've been watching. Oh, uh, Josh and mama, follow them on TikTok. This guy's mom. Josh cannot cook. Mama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that that's down. That's great. Uh, Josh can... and mama. See the, this Josh, his mama can't cook. So I wonder if they oh, can make it, like it. a spinoff mama and Josh. Yeah, Josh and Mama, his mama can't cook. She comes over and she makes some of the worst dishes. And you're like, okay, I'm not the worst cook in the world. But uh, that's funny. I, got, <laughs> I have uh, Amazon Prime. I do watch uh, The Boys. I did. I watched a little bit of, uh, um, of uh, V. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I just finished up. I purchased uh, Loki. I just oh, finished, I watched yes. And that was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I watched, what movie did I just watch? Oh, I just watched the new Indiana Jones. I enjoyed it, but for two straight How is that? I haven't watched it yet. Is that the okay. alien one? No, no. No. The one before. Uh, this is the Dial of Destiny, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't, I, rem- I, I never watched the alien one, so I can't say that it was a bad one. But he's old Indiana Jones, and it's realistic for old Indiana Jones. And so uh, it wasn't the very first one, the Temple of Doom, but it was it was good. Uh, Good. uh, What movie else? Oh, I watched a JFK documentary on Amazon. That was really good uh, because the 22nd was the day of his passing. And uh, I watched it and. Um, it dove into uh, his assassination and how the government messed up up because those files are open now and people are free to talk about it. And so that how the government, like he went into the hospital with a hole in his throat and the back of his head blown off. But Mm -hmm. the government sewed the hole up and they just say that only his head got blown off. In the Zapruder film, it shows him grab his neck and then the back right. of his head blown up. But they're both shots from the front, not from the back. So how was old dude up in the the depository? And, There's a magic bullet, don't you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, but the, if you're, a magic bullet. Speaking of JFK, have you seen uh have you got I went down this uh it's on Hulu, I think. It's called eleven twenty three sixty three. Bro, that's a was, that's a it's, it's a, a mini series. It's a miniseries. It's a book. But it's a, yeah, I was going to say it's a book. It's a Stephen King book. Yeah, it's Stephen a Stephen King, King, I don't know if he called it a mini, a mini, like, novel or whatever it is that they call that. But, like, that was phenomenal. That was awesome to watch. If you're really into the whole JFK assassination, I really dug it. Oh, man. I went, I went down uh, in Dallas to the, uh, the Daily Plaza and all that, man. I, yep. I, I, we were I, there for, uh, I know you remember that, Bobby. We went there for taking the city 
Uh, when we were in Dallas, we went to... We didn't get to go to that spot. Oh, my group didn't yes. get to go to that spot. My group didn't. No, I was in your group VBS. I was in VBS. Oh, you were in a different that breaks group. my heart. I was in a different group. I did get to go downtown. Yeah, we didn't get we to do that. we actually paid... We paid a guy that was there to give us the, like, all the all the tea, you know, to, to give us all the, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, the Lyndon B. Johnson stuff. So it was all the conspiracy theories, all the... All of it. it was fun, man. I enjoyed it. Booking um, paper, all that stuff while I was there. I was going to point out another one that's on Prime that I'm excited to watch. I watched the first, like, ten minutes of it. Uh, <laughs> Bye Bye Barry, the Barry Sanders doc. I'm so pumped to oh, watch that. Oh, yeah. I have that on my queue. Yeah. But the one that I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, excited for that. is Napoleon. I want to hey, watch that one look so at bad. that dude. Is that Jake? Look at him. That's Jake. All right, Brad. Introduce us, man, because I've heard stories of how 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 well loved you are by Jake. Oh, this is uh this is um my manager at UWO <laughs> and my best friend Jake the Pug James. Jake, He's, what a pleasure to meet you, Jake. Jake and my, and my co-host on Up Late with Red and Jake on Facebook Live. <laughs> and uh there it is. go. He's my co-host and uh this dude this dude is not trained whatsoever. But when we were at a UWO show and uh, he was following me around, I, would, I just took him because he was going to be left at home by himself. I was like, come on, dude, you're going with me. I contacted the promoter. He's like, bring him on. I didn't say who Jake was. I didn't say, oh, <laughs> Jake's my pug. And Jake uh, stay for him. It, no, no, no. He's two no. years old. He doesn't have a job, okay? He oh. doesn't. <laughs> I thought his job was your manager. Okay, but okay, he's a manager, he's a manager <laughs> but he doesn't have a full time job, and he's oh, not okay. khaki. He doesn't wear khakis. He's free bird, <laughs> you know, free ball. And uh, this is Jake the Pug. But uh, so funny story. I worked. I, I had a guy convinced about the this Jake from State Farm that I was mad about him, mad at him. And uh, <laughs> another guy was like, "Bro, don't talk about his dog like that." Like. You can make fun of his kids, but don't talk, <laughs> talk about Jake like that. Like he said, and this dude was apologizing to me about Jake the entire night. Right. We were at a party. Uh, it was a, it was at my house, and he thought he was being disrespectful. He was like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry, so sorry, but don't let it happen. Again. All right, that's so good. But uh, well, fun fact. Well, fun fact. We actually had like back when we did backyard wrestling. There was a dog. I believe it was a dog that pinned Josh in his sleep. Uh, it was a Bro, pin anywhere why match. Why did you? Why did you bring that up? It's just had, funny. Okay, so as you can imagine, Red, you know, being kids that wrestle, we of course had wonderful little stents. And I had one one time where I was I was running kind of a jobber routine. I was. Uh, I was in a stint of about 12 matches where I would lose within the first 10 seconds of the match. And we were getting as, I mean, when we talk about hokey, I love hokey. I think it's fun. I think you can get so creative with storylines with it. So I was losing in all of the creative ways. Anything you could think of, I found a way to lose. Uh, one of them was getting pinned by a dog in a on match. Video. Uh, on video. It was great. Uh, getting knocked out by a referee because I got into an argument with him like before the match started. Uh, and then basically the guy came and pinned me. 
Uh, and then the coolest thing about the whole plot line is I, I closed that with a pity title shot and won the title and kept the title. Like, it, so I, I'm still actually the European champion of, uh, Hutchinson, uh, Oh gosh, what was it? It was uh, was it HC? Oh, what were you? HCA? No, it was AKC. Uh, no, AKC. No, not yeah. AKC. Uh, no, that H- was the. No, that was their gamer gosh, tag. Gosh, I can't remember. It was Hutchinson. HWE was that it? No, I don't remember. No, I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> it was not HCW. No, it's no. Gosh, yeah. no, that would be funny though, wouldn't it? No, I can't remember what. Are what we called it back then, but yeah, we. I'm I'm still officially the European champion of that. Still good times though. Yeah, good times. But, but hey, Red, why don't you plug the stuff where you can be found? Uh, what's your uh, like your handles on all the socials and uh, up late with Jake? So up late with Red and Jake. Uh, I'm gonna have. I just got a new job, so that's gonna have the times are gonna have to change. It's gonna have to be pre-recorded. But up late with Red and Jake uh, was just me having downtime at my house, uh, be no my just being home with my kids. My wife uh, got moved to nights, so it was just me, and I wanted somebody to talk to. And the people were like, "Hey, bring me on!" And I brought on uh, Ray Leon uh, for the first time, and then it's just building from there. I do on-site uh, uh, on-site interviews. I do ride-along interviews. I've done uh, Logan Knight ride-along. I've done uh, uh, Superstar the Wrestler ride-along. Uh, and then on site, I've done uh, uh, Cade Fight, who's a really good wrestler that I want y'all to just know the name of, and hopefully he makes his way up there. Y'all be blown cool. away, Cade Fight. But uh, Cade it's Fight. a lot of uh, Oklahoma-based wrestlers and uh, sure. guys around here. But uh, that's up late with Red and Jake. And the days vary by by day, it does. But all the dates are out there. Um, let me pull the names up. Up late with Red and Jake. Uh, on December 2nd, I'm interviewing Father Padge. Uh, December 4th, Romeo Reese. December 11th, a name you guys might be familiar with, uh, Mitch Onyx. Uh, he, uh, HCW, and, and not HCW, he was in... Uh, XWE, uh, yep. years back. Uh, December 12th, Dan Weber. December 15th, Violencia E. Paz. Oh, cool. That'd be fun. December 18th, Alan Stoker uh, does uh, interviews and things. Uh, he's a big, big photographer yeah. uh, for the shows. Uh, December 20th, another name you guys might be familiar with, uh, D.B. Cooper. Uh, I've heard the name. Yep. And uh, December 29th, Giganto, an Oklahoma guy. But uh, oh, cool. uh, my socials, man, I have a lot of socials. All right. I got a Twitter at Joshua Red James on Twitter. Yes, my shoot name is Joshua. Instagram is Josh Red James. I have a LinkedIn Red James, Snapchat, uh, Joshua Red James. TikTok, I think I'm Joshua James. Uh, no, I'm Red. Uh, shoot, yeah, I'm you're Red James. I think I'm Red James on TikTok now. Yep. Facebook, uh, my Facebook page is the Foreman Red James. YouTube is uh, Joshua Red James. Uh, also, just a basic Facebook profile is Red James. Also, uh, 
I have my December tour up. Uh, I like to do the tours because nobody else is like, oh, here's here's where I'm going to be. I'm like, nah, man, we're doing tours. Like, I love that that idea that I'm not going to be at the same place. So December 2nd, I'll be in Heartland Championship Wrestling at the Osage Recreational Center in Wichita, Kansas, taking on Johnny Faith for the independent uh, champion, the Independence Championship. Uh, Let's go. December 8th, I will be at Core Professional Wrestling. I have some beef with a referee, actually. Okay. So I'm going to call <laughs> I'm going to call him out. Don't uh, let him cost you a match. Oh, no, no. I'm not, no that's the <laughs> like he cost me my match a couple of times. Oh, uh, he put hands on me. So I'm going to call him out there. So that'll be on uh, December 8th, the core professional wrestling. Uh, Those refs, man, that ego gets them, gets them thinking that they, that they're a bigger deal than they need to be. Bro, right? I have never like the rep, the wrestlers We're all laid back. Notice this in the locker room. Notice this. How dead ass serious these people take their jobs to count to three. Like I got told <laughs> that I had a fast count in the corner. The referee was like, one, two, three, four, get out of the corner. I said, hold on. I just got the guy to the corner. They go, get more creative. I said, okay. I got out of the ring. I said, start counting to 10. They're like, oh, one, two. They started on. They got up to nine. I slid back in the ring, got my shoulder in the ring, slid back out. I said, what, you tired of counting now? I made them do it three or four times, and they came back and like, yeah. beef? I said, yeah, we got beef. Like, you, you want to sit there and count fast? <laughs> Your job dead ass serious. I, you know what? You can talk a lot more. Oh, now you're winded. Oh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> my rant about referees. There you go. How you really feel. I'm going to get in so much trouble. You guys, you have a lot of trouble. With it. But, uh, That's all right. This can be found on YouTube, and uh, we'll also post clips to TikTok. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, post this one. Post that one about the referees and how much shit. For sure, for sure. Share it with him. Make sure he knows what's coming his way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, December 9th, I'll be at Native American Wrestling in Watts, Oklahoma. December 16th, I'll be at uh, uh, Violencia e Paz is starting their own wrestling fed. And Ooh. Uh, so. Oh, is this, is this down in uh, Dodge Garden City area? Garden City, yes. Uh, yes. December sixteenth, I will be at Southwest Kansas Independent Lucha Libre. Yeah, it's, and it's 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 a Lucha Libre organization, which yeah. is very very cool. That's yeah. so awesome! I'm so excited to see those guys really bring that style of wrestling here and bring their touch to it. That's going to be really really good. Yeah, I, I, I I'm a fan. Like I'm in construction work, like and so. The Hispanic people, I love everything about their culture, and I love everything about Lucha Libre myself. I mean, I watch, I watch all wrestling, AAA, CMLL. I watch it all, and so I'm, I'm very excited for them. That's going to bring a different taste to the Midwest. I hope yep. they travel around. I hope it's not just stuck in Garden City. But Say, if it's stuck yeah. in Garden City, hey, go for it. I and, think it'd be uh, really cool to see them have the same kind of range that we see from like HCW where they're able to move around and really showcase their their talents pretty much all the way across the area. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And then uh, December 30th, I'll be uh, for my 100th match on December 30th, I'll be at Unified Wrestling Oklahoma at in Tuttle, Oklahoma at the 4th Street Theater. Let's right. go. Let's go. And, uh, and James, I just want to say, oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I just uh, like. I want to cut you off. The grind for the last year and a half, trying to get like I didn't realize that I was so close to a hundred until I was about seventy, and I was like, I can make this happen. I can make this happen. And then things started happening. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go to this show because of these reasons or whatever. And then uh, I would be past one hundred by now, if you know, car problems weren't a thing, if life sure. wasn't a thing, if people weren't pieces of shit, uh, like things happen. <laughs> Whenever I put it out there about 70, uh, people were like, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get you to a hundred. We'll get you to a hundred. And, uh, the wrestling community is wonderful about that. They just want to see me awesome. meet my goal. I think, man, any, any guy who's willing to put in the time and grow and become a great wrestler, uh, most, of the wrestling community supports that and helps make that successful. You know, it is, it really is weirdly enough. It is a team or like a team sport. You, you wouldn't think of it that way, but it truly as, as an industry, it has to be so much more than the individual. Well, it's because uh, if one of them fail, they all fail. It seems like, like yeah. that's what they feel in their mind and everything. Yeah. Okay. You're, your company goes out of business. Where do I go to work? Well, if you're set, if you're still stuck in the me mentality, you're not going to get any work. So then you have to join another team. And I've been there. I've been there. I've done that. Uh, in my short time, I've seen a lot of things. You know, I've seen companies go under and guys never wrestle again because they're not part of wrestling team. They're part of the that company. Yeah. And uh, you know, if they wanted to quit, they wanted to quit. But if I wouldn't want to. Something special about it for sure. I don't see you quitting. But I appreciate you just coming on here, man. This was fun. Absolutely, I was man. hoping jo- Brother, Jordan was going to be here. I know. I mean, I appreciate your company, but I think Jordan would have just adored this because he said that you were one of the funniest <laughs> guys he's ever been around. Oh, I'm happy. happy he's, to the one that got, he's the one that got HCW into Leavenworth. I'm sure you've seen him when in Leavenworth. At the local, because he, he uh, yeah he, he used, used to be, to be the GM he there. used to be the GM there. He's since moved to the Hilton or the Hampton Inn. Oh, oh. Hilton, but I was actually supposed oh, to... Jordan, Jordan Jordan Rivers. I think is how you would probably know him. I was supposed to have a match with him, and yep. uh, he, he didn't. He no showed that night, and then I got moved to another thing. That was my first time in Leavenworth. I was supposed to have a match with him. Yep. Yep. But we appreciate you coming on. It was a, absolutely it was, thank you, man. Time oh. flies when you're having fun. Yeah, I didn't realize we were on here for two hours until I looked at the time. <laughs> yeah. But it's before you time. go, we're going to cut this out. We're going to say goodbye, and then we'll talk later or in the pretty much post. All right. But I love you, Joshua. I love you too, hey, Red. Buddy, I love I your love enthusiasm. Oh, Red, I love everything we about love you. you, man. We're glad to have you, and consider yourself an honorary chubby buddy, dude. You may not have the gut that we have, but. Man, you're chubby in our eyes. Oh, he's got he's he's working on it. I think he's working he's, on he's, it. He's doing all right, but man, he doesn't have the years of of snacking experience that we do. <laughs> you know, he's he's got the spirit of it. I've got the spirit. But Love I appreciate it. you. Well, cool, Love you, Josh. Appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.